Temple of Geek Toddcast episode 71 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Toddcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You are listening to the Temple of Geek Toddcast, a show designed to analyze pop culture for your entertainment. I am your host, Stacy. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. This show is released every week for your enjoyment. You can find this episode and more by heading to templegeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at Temple of Geek. So today, welcome. With us today, we got Daniel Slade and Katie Penix. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. Is it Penix? So good. No, it's Penix. <laughs> I knew it was. I was just making oh sure. Oh my God. How Penix dare is you? <laughs> How so, dare you? Well, we go, we go it, so far back. We're on a first name basis. So is typically. it Penix? Is it Penix? No, it's not. <laughs> well, what have y'all been up to? Katie, Nothing you should, now. You, Katie, you, <laughs> Nothing. Should, you should go ahead and start since you had an adventurous weekend. Oh, gosh. Okay. So this weekend I went to Long Beach Comic Con, which was awesome. They did a fantastic job this year. Um, well. Who was the gimp picture y'all posted in chat? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? That was the reverse flash. Oh, the reverse flash. Okay. Um, a gimp, sure someone was... dressed in black leather. Oh, I didn't, I didn't understand. Anyways. <laughs> Um, I got to meet Travis Wester, which was great. He plays um, one of the one half of the Ghost Facers from Supernatural. Um, I took my photo op that my sister and I got with him, one of our conventions in Las Vegas, and he loved it. He got really excited, which made me more nervous. And why is that? Why is that? I don't know. I just I get nervous meeting people I really like, so I yeah. was just super nervous. And there was this lady in front of us when we were standing in line that was like talking to him forever I don't know what she was talking about but it was like one of those fan meetings where they're just like let me tell you my life story and I'm just going to keep going and tell you everything that's the worst don't need to know I mean she was a super nice lady and he was super nice about it Um, that's the coolest when they do that when they because you know that they don't want to and they definitely don't have to no um he was really really cool about it and uh it was a great interaction I got a photo and um, I mean, overall, it was a really good experience. I didn't, I don't have a lot of complaints. I don't like that, uh, the one thing that I did not enjoy was the fact that they weren't very, um, specific on the way that they run their panels. So there wasn't any information that indicated that at the end of a the panel, they're going to kick you out of the room. Oh. Um, so... On Sunday, uh, Chelsea and I wanted to go to the uh, screening of a fan film called Severus Snape and the Marauders. Uh, and it's been getting really good reviews online, and people love it. And it, I watched the trailer for it. It looks so good. So we decided to head over early to try to find a good spot to sit. Because it was in a really, really tiny room. There was like enough room in there for maybe 30 people, if that. And we ended up sitting through the panel beforehand, which ended up being super interesting. But um, 
as soon as the panel ended, this crazy volunteer woman came in and just started screaming at everybody to get out of the room right now, or she was calling security. I'm not joking. Like, she just went zero to, like, a million. Up to 11. Like, yeah. Like, was super fast for no reason. Like, she's yelling at us, and I'm like, can I pick up my backpack? Like, what is your problem? So we ended up not being able to see the panel we wanted to anyway. We just left because the line to get into that room of, that could fit 30 people had like 150 people in it. Oh. Yeah, so we just didn't go. But that was like the last thing that we did before we left. So that woman just was sort of just a giant words I'm not going to use. But <laughs> Well, that is... <laughs> um. But besides all of that, I mean, I really had a lot of fun at the convention. We saw a lot of great cosplayers, and Chelsea got to meet um, the woman who does the animated voice for Wonder Woman. Oh, sweet. Um, and also Kevin Conroy, who's, you know, the animated Batman. Did see voice. that. He is one of... Yeah. That was the one that Daniel didn't list. Yeah, I, f- I don't know why I forgot about him. No. Nope. Yeah, it was the <laughs> only one you forgot, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, and... screw Kevin. <laughs> both chelsea and eamon are big wonder bat fans so she was able to get a photo of both wonder woman and batman together and they both signed it so it was really that That's was a special cool. moment for her i got to take a picture with kevin conroy i don't watch animated batman series so i was like <laughs> oh, i'll be in this photo too that's great you are missing yeah. out if you haven't watched the animated Batman series. No, I haven't. I should, but I haven't. It is a it is classic. It, I mean, they're I don't think they've gotten even close to that that level. Yeah, I mean, I've heard really great things about it, so it's definitely on my list of things to do eventually. You've never seen what? No, yeah, I know exactly. I know exactly. Well, what about you, Daniel? Oh man, you know, just 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 living the life of 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 a loser. No, I'm just oh. Um, oh my god! No, not I haven't really done. I didn't really do anything this weekend. I played a mean game of uh, Cards Against Humanity. Um, How was that? That was amazing. Love that game. But, I have yet to play that game. Oh, oh my man. god! You're missing out. I we have. Heard. have you haven't tog, done what? We should have a tog party someday. That would be awesome. And we play. We can play that game. Yeah, card, Cards Against Humanity was amazing. Um, yeah, not much else. I picked up a couple of Blu-rays, uh, watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, which was amazing. Um, it was good. Yeah, like the new direction that they're going on this show. I would say it's probably almost on par with the Netflix show. Katie, had, did, you haven't really watched it, right? Okay. Katie, Katie well, has never I, watched it. No, I haven't watched it at all. I think this is their last-ditch effort to try to save that show, to be well, honest. If if the rest of the season goes just how this first episode went, this is the this is the issue they're going to have with that show. If they do it like like you were saying, I think you're about to say like if they keep it on track with Netflix, if every episode is packed with and and pushes the the plot along, because one of the issues that I think it's always had is that you have the filler episodes and the villain of the week, and that happens to all of these serial shows, you know, mm-hmm. but. If if every episode is kind of packed with stuff, and I th- I don't see why they can't do that. You know, they're this is right before uh, Doctor Strange, so you're dealing with the mystic part of mm-hmm. the Marvel universe with night uh, with uh, Ghost Rider, and uh, and 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 that leading up. And so if I think if they just 
if they don't have that many filler episodes, then I think that they'll be okay. They may actually salvage it. I've always enjoyed it, but I definitely know that it's kind of probably on its last leg. Well, there, there was a couple plots that they've introduced. They, they introduced Ghost Rider, of course, um, the spirit that's in that box, and mm-hmm. the life model decoy, which when I was watching the show, I was like, how are they going to do this life model decoy thing? Are they just going to kind of force it on us? But it, 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 it came into the show naturally, and it didn't feel forced onto us. Um, yeah. The reason why I said it's almost on par with, with Netflix is because, you know, like this season of Daredevil, they, they introduced Punisher, and Punisher, they, they the way they did the storyline with Punisher, they, they introduced the character right away, and they took his time building the character. And, I mean, it's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did the same thing with Ghost Rider. They're like, bam, here's Ghost Rider. So yeah. now we're going to build up on him. Um, yeah, go backstory. You know, you introduce him and then flesh out his backstory. And it was, there was a lot of blood in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and like you mentioned, I think in Chad, it was a little bit hypersexualized. You know, more so than it's ever been. Oh yeah, with the beginning um, part where they showed like uh, what's her face's butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's and, because they're in a new time slot now, so they can get away with more things. Yeah. Yeah, and and I felt like maybe because I've watched it every season that some of that stuff felt out of place, but in the in the over the course of the show, the theme or the tone stayed the same, so it's not like uh, they were all over the place with it. It was it was pretty much that PG thirteen the whole time. So yeah, so I was really excited to see that. Um, yeah, that's about it. I haven't really done anything else this week. Uh, this weekend, tomorrow, as of. We're recording Thursday night, tomorrow, Friday. I'm going to Wizard World in Austin. Nice. That's a big one. Um, so I will snap some photos and see what I can round round up, I guess, while I'm there. Um, I'm yeah. down there by myself, so not much I can do. But I'm going to get a lot of photos and try to talk to some people and meet Sam Jones, Flash Gordon. Yes. Ah. Uh. <laughs> what have you been well up to, done. Mr. Stacy? Well, um, I have kind of thrown myself into the uh, the Legion X pack, so uh, the expansion for uh, World of Warcraft. Oh, you're fine. So that's kind of what I've been. I know it. I know it. Um, and I'm not even max level yet, so I think I'm uh, 108 with my main character. So bless you. You mean you didn't stay up all night to max out your character? You know, I've been playing since the beginning. Like the, I played a month after the game came out. I started playing, so it's been twelve years. And uh, I had already bought the expansion before, so as soon as it went live, I could go ahead because you digitally download it, and it's ready to go immediately when you know it launches. So, um, I did play for just a second, long enough to see the intro, and then I went to bed. Didn't really worry about it too much because I mean the servers were packed, and uh, but there weren't there wasn't much lag. There wasn't much uh, there wasn't any hangups really. It was actually probably the smoothest launch yet, and so and they're they're calling it the best expansion uh, yet. So he's talking about World of Warcraft, just in case you didn't know what he was talking about. Katie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, he said video. He he said video game stuff, and then I went on Snapchat. <laughs> I, Thanks, I Katie. respect what you do. That's so great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so glad exactly. you're having so much fun. I only have enough time for 15 second video clips. <laughs> <laughs> they're like 10 seconds, but whatever. oh, they're not. Sorry, we don't have. That. I don't even have that much time. 
Uh, well, but that's it. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I've never watched uh, Superstition or whatever show you watch. So. <laughs> Supernatural. You mean Supernatural? Oh, I know what it's called. I was just purposely <laughs> just being a like, jerk to be a jerk. Is that yeah, what's I happening? <laughs> I totally was. Anyway, whatever, so the, so today our topic is video games. I'm just kidding. No, so today, <laughs> bye. No, bye, bye Felicia. Felicia. Yeah. No, today, uh, today, what I want to talk about is kind of like being excited about geek culture. I mean, the whole thing that brings us together is the fact that we're all interested in, in you know, common themes, even if it's not all in the same shows, same topics. It's kind of under the same umbrella. So, you know, this first thing there, this this first segment, I want to talk about what is it like? What is an example of something that that you guys that got you fired up like in the in the beginning what really kind of turned you to the to the geek side and got you excited daniel <laughs> don't everybody volunteer at once exactly it's like no you don't even want to just just fall and told people man just pick people exactly hey incriminate yourself i'll go um <laughs> Well, let's see. What got me excited about the geek culture? Um, I think I was a geek long before I knew I was a geek, if that makes any yes. sense. Totally. Um, my first time getting involved in the geek culture, I guess, or my first experience in my geekiness was when my dad came home one day. Um, so let me tell you the story. I'm going to set this all up. Good. Set it up. Paint a picture. I had... A one metric shit ton of Star Wars figures. I mean, I had, I don't know, I had tons and tons of figures. I had play sets, I had vehicles, I had just anything you can think of Star Wars. And apparently, <laughs> one day, my mom came home and she came into my room and she saw me like looking under my bed talking to someone. She says, I don't remember this, but she says I was talking to someone. Katie so cannot hide her. Just <laughs> so you crazy. I already knew that. That's fine. Yeah. Continue. So Keep going. I go, according to my mother, it was my friend under the bed. And she looks under my bed and she sees nothing but Star Wars figures. <laughs> so my mom does what the mother does when she, you know, thinks her son's possessed. And takes all my Star Wars toys, puts them in a bag, throws them away. <gasps> oh my god. I mean everything. She wiped me out. That is, that's almost equivalent to that time, that video where that dad ran over his son's uh, video with games with a lawnmower. So, I don't sorry. know. That's was, asking to be killed in your sleep. You so, know, I was quite yeah. devastated. Now, mind you, I'm like six or, I think I was like five or six. I can't remember. But, you know, I'm a young kid. And like I said, I don't remember talking to some imaginary friend under the bed. But if I did, I did. Whatever. But, so I was devastated. All my toys were gone. All my Star Wars toys. You know, I still had like, whatever. But. My dad came home one day from work, and he brought me this cool little purple and black box, and, you know, inside this box was a gun. What? And I was like, holy crap, what is this? And he explained to me that it was a robot that transformed into a gun, and vice Ooh. versa. So, you know, I pulled this toy out and read the instructions and found out that this thing could, you know, ship, uh, shape shift back and forth. And that was my first experience with Transformers. So, you know, my dad would randomly every couple weeks bring me home a new Transformer, and I would have this massive collection starting to build up. Um, 
So we were in Germany at the time. I didn't really know that there was a cartoon series that was associated with it. I thought it was just this awesome kick-ass toy line. Um, then I found out there was cartoons, and I was obsessed. Um, I started watching Transformers, and then after Transformers, I learned about GoBots, and then after GoBots, I learned about Robotech, and then Voltron, and I was obsessed with the robot craze. Um, and then about that time, I started getting into movies and stuff, and that's when I f learned about Star Wars. I had the figures, but I never really watched the movies when I was, you know, young, young, young. Too young, yeah, to appreciate um, it. But yeah, I started watching Star Wars, and I was able to watch. Um, I, I, you know, we picked all of them up in Germany and watched them all, and it, yeah, it was just that's. I think that was my first real go at it. Was the Transformers really got me into that geekdom? Nice. I'm done. Katie. Um, I mean. I've seen, like, I when I was a kid, like, I used to watch all of the movies and stuff like that. I saw, you know, Star Wars and, you know, Batman and all that stuff. But, and, uh, you know, the older I got, I started watching, you know, more TV shows. Like, I was really into Buffy and really into Angel and Charmed and all those shows like that. Um, but I think the, the thing, the one thing, I call it my gateway fandom, to be honest, is mm -hmm. Harry Potter. Okay. I feel like Harry Potter was, like, the first time that I, you know, became uh, basically obsessed with something like that. <laughs> you know, where I, you know, I started, I had to have all the books, and then I started collecting, you know, action figures and memorabilia from the movies and different things. Like, I have, you know, a replica of a Time Turner and an excessive amount of everything. I wish it did. <laughs> but I feel like Harry Potter was my first real introduction into allowing myself to become completely immersed in something. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't, Harry Potter came out when I was 11, but I didn't read it during that time. Yeah. Um, I didn't start reading the series until I saw the first film, which was about four books into the seven book series. Yeah. Um, so after I saw the first movie, I was just completely blown away by, you know, everything that that movie was about the characters, the, you know, the magical wizard, portion of it. Yeah, the home, you know, wanting to be a wizard thing. And so I started reading the books and I couldn't stop. I got all the way through book four and I was like, when is the next one coming out? Yeah. And that's when I started doing, you know, midnight movie releases and midnight book releases. I mean, Dressed I've done, as Dumbledore. Yeah, like dressing up. And, and I think my parents took me to Whimsic Alley, the Harry Potter store when I was in Santa Monica. In, in California, they took me there for my birthday because, you know, I had to have a Gryffindor sweater. Like, I sorted myself in a house before there was, you know, the quiz to actually be officially sorted into a house. Um, which turns out I'm not a Gryffindor, I'm a Ravenclaw. See, <laughs> I, I have, have a feeling, I have a feeling I'd be a Ravenclaw, too. <laughs> I have all this Gryffindor stuff for a house that I'm not actually in. Hufflepuff for life. <laughs> yeah. You would be in Hufflepuff. I'm pretty sure you would be. <laughs> um, but I mean, Harry Potter was just so great. I learned so much from the series, not just about, you know, growing up about how being, you know, intelligent and being independent and because she wrote such strong characters, both male and female. So, I mean, I learned a lot and it helped me grow as a person, I feel like. Yeah. So I feel like if it wasn't for Harry Potter, I probably wouldn't be as obsessed with stuff like I am now because 
it's hard to believe that there was a time where I wasn't like, oh, I have to know everything. And I feel like the internet makes it worse now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's about hard. yeah, watching an episode and then going on Tumblr and seeing what everybody else thinks about it. And you know, there's this whole community out there that you can now be involved with. And oh, there's, if there's not on Tumblr, it's on Reddit. There's a place to place for you. Yeah, I mean, it used to be so hard to find a place before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now it's, you know, it's become common that, you know, we all share, like, we're all on this website together, and we all share, you know, different things in common. We all have a love for specific fandoms or specific shows, movies, all that stuff, so. Do you feel that you're, you're, uh, that it's kind of sacred that you have to protect it, or is it or are you not that way? Because there are a lot of people that that when it's especially with this culture, and it could be with anything though. That if you know that it was kind of at one point exclusive, and now that it's become more mainstream, you know, and it's mm. easy to get all that information. No, I don't. I don't really feel that way. I feel like, um, I mean, I don't have a problem with you know fan made movies, fan made anything. You know, whether they're making fan fiction or anything based off of something that they love, all it does is help create an even bigger universe. Especially with Harry Potter, I mean, they've you you've seen groups like Star Kid come out with a very Potter musical and two additional ones to that. Yeah. And now, like with this fan made movie, uh, Severus Snape and the the Marauders, like you're seeing more and more stuff. And now. I mean, all it does is really extend it to the next generation, making sure that even though there won't be any more books, even though there won't be any more, you know, strict, strictly Harry Potter movies. I mean, I know Fantastic Beast is coming out, and then she just wrote um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which all extends that universe past, you know, what we were when she first wrote the books. So, I mean, I think it's nice that that other people can, you know, look at something and create an even bigger yeah. story from what she has. It just means that, you know, everybody's imagination will keep growing and that that universe will keep expanding and it won't be just limited to a seven-book series. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought I was a... I mean, I'm definitely a fan. I'm not the biggest fan. I admit it, not like I am with Star Wars, but... Mm-hmm. Um, because there are questions that you can ask me about the books that I don't know and things that I pick up you know, I didn't pick up in the books that other people picked up. I read them all, um, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I probably didn't. The level of detail, I didn't go online and look for stuff. Like I can tell you, the races of aliens in Star Wars that you barely saw in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you I know. mean, there was. I can remember like the one thing that I remember the most is right after book six came out, um, a website popped up called Dumbledore's Not Dead dot com. Because they they were so convinced that his death wasn't real, um, this group of people that wrote this website, that they went through and combed through all six books of the American version, all six books of the British version, and they had such a convincing argument that I actually started to believe that it was true, and it got to the point where J.K. Rowling actually had to come out and say, no, guys, like, he's yes, dead. he's dead. Like, I killed him. He's dead. <laughs> so... Well, uh, for me, I think there's two events that kind of stand out because I think just like Daniel and uh, I, I didn't know, you know, that what I was interested in wasn't necessarily mainstream. It didn't affect me because I really didn't 
you know, it was just kind of in my neighborhood with the f- group of friends I had there. I had Star Wars figures too before I watched the movies. But um, I think two events that really stood out that kind of signaled to me that yeah, this is this is not not the interest everyone else has, but I'm definitely okay with it and comfortable with it. And, uh, but one of them was uh, when I was I must have been ten or twelve, um, and I had Joe Montana's rookie football card, Otis Anderson's rookie card. And uh, I had one other. It was kind of a you know a middle, not a great, not not worth as much as Joe Montana's. But Joe Montana's rookie card in the mid '80s was worth money. I think it was worth somewhere around three hundred dollars at the time. I traded it for a bunch of comic books <laughs> that I wanted. Didn't have any idea what the what their worth or value was. I just liked the covers, enjoyed X Men, and I wanted more of them. And so it was probably 10 X-Men for those three cards. Uh, the kid that traded it to me was, you know, six or seven years older than me at least. He knew what he was doing. Um, he hustled you, man. Oh, he totally hustled me. Totally hustled me. But, I think all of us you know, have a story like that. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I really do feel like in the end I got more of what I wanted. I still have those comics to this day. You know, um, even though, yeah, it would have been nice to have. Joe Montana's rookie card, um, but I just you know it that didn't have the value to me because in the end, it doesn't matter what you pay for it if nobody's willing to give you money that much money for it, then it's not worth that much. That's just the bottom line, mm-hmm. you know. So they could be worth three hundred in the Beckett, but if they're going to give you ten bucks, then it's worth ten bucks. So anyway, that's the first time. And the second time was just a few years later, and I was in middle school, and I remember a group of my friends. We were sitting around, and, and I invented uh, a game, a tabletop game, because I was huge into wrestling. Big, big wrestling fan. And so I created a tabletop game where I used to really like to draw. And so me and my friends, all my friends, I got it to where everybody in my neighborhood was drawing their own wrestlers. And you draw your wrestler, you name them, and you give them 500 hit points. And then you have one dice. Die? Is it die or dice? Die. die. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Piper. Um, one one die, and you roll it, and you know a, a six was like two hundred fifty hit points off. A four was like a backslap; it was like fifty points off. Three was something. Uh, five was a reversal, and you give the dice to the other guy. One was a pin, so you could get him all the way down to zero. And if you can't roll a one, you don't pin him. You roll a five, you give it to him. He can take you all the way down to zero and then pin you, and you lose. And it was this game where we played basically in our imaginations. But so I was like, why I, haven't you marketed this yet? I yeah. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said in you know 1989. So, yeah. uh, and I still think about it, and I, I think it could probably be some. It's really simple. It'd be cheap. Temple of Geek. Let's get on it. Yeah. Um, but that's that was kind of the first time for me, um, and then from there just kind of escalated, other tabletop games and stuff. But it was funny because my friends, we would play football or whatever. We were athletes, and then on the weekends, instead of like when everybody would go out and party, we literally would play till like two in the morning. We'd be playing Bomberman, or because uh, four people could play that at a time, so we would just sit at the house and play Bomberman or or uh, Mario Kart, or you know something like that till you know two three in the morning. 
I miss Late. those days of the older game systems. Right. <laughs> right, Katie? Yes. Exactly. Hey, I had I had a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo and a Sega, okay? A straight street cred. Yeah. So don't I used to play video games. So back <laughs> off. Yeah. <you> know? <laughs> well I good. To, I tried to hook up my PS two, but it's broken. Oh. So we got well, maybe because it. most TVs don't even have that kind of connection anymore. I got they four do. PS2s. <laughs> you do? Well, that's nice. Maybe just ship you some some parts. Oh my god. Or it would PS2. say there's no disc in it, even though the disc was in it. Okay. Like, oh, give you me the just laser. Duh. It wasn't pushing the, the disc down anymore. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We don't have it anymore. Okay, we got it's rid gone. Of it. the, it's <laughs> gone. Okay, it's too late to fix it now. It's kind of a sore subject. This is why she's turned from gaming. This it's is, like she just turned her back on it. It's like I bought the Saturn for five dollars and it didn't read any discs. So I went and ordered a new laser for it and replaced the laser, and now it works perfectly. That is awesome. Five yeah, not bucks. that dedicated. Seems the laser cost me like twelve dollars. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Still not that dedicated. Fix my Sega CD then. Can probably do it. Probably could. Let's make it happen. I wish I still had my Sega. I loved playing Sega. Oh my god, I was addicted to playing Sega. It was good. It's it's, uh, still actually probably pretty good. Some of those games. So yeah. Well, good. Well, I that is uh, that is a good place to start. Now from there, I'd like to build on that and uh, take it a step further. We all probably have an example of. Of this next topic, but uh, what would be the most drastic thing that you've ever done for the culture? So, like, for something that you would do just for fun, for leisure. If you stayed up all night or you camped out a week for tickets or you, you know, whatever whatever would be the, the most insane thing that you've done. Most insane thing I've ever done. Or one of them, if there is a list, Daniel. Mm-hmm. What's the first one you can think of? The most insane thing. Not playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Well, what about the you, Stacy? Well, okay, I start. The most insane thing I think I've done would be for episode one. Um, episode one, they were doing pre-sale for the tickets. Uh, about a month in advance, maybe maybe three weeks in advance, uh, but you had to be in line, and people started getting in line about a month in advance. So people were were starting to camp in front of what? the teams uh, about a month in advance. What? Yeah, and this Are was the, I, didn't, I didn't watch uh, episode one in Colleen. I watched it in in uh, Pflugerville. Uh, for the first time, and so there were people, which in Texas, this is Texas, Katie. So, which is south, about forty-five minutes south of where we grew up. Pflugerville's Fl- 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 near Austin. <laughs> yeah, I didn't just make up a city. I promise. So, I didn't think you did. He didn't say Pflugerville. Fl- yeah, it started, it, and you, and the first letter in Pflugerville is a P, a P. By the way, so yeah. <laughs> Dear Jesus. Okay. It's spelled P. Now you think I'm making a. No, I'm uh, I'm I'm not surprised at all because I've been to Alabama, so that's that's true. A lot of lot of uh, Native American cities and and uh, names here. So, yep, yeah, Tallapoosa. Yeah. Oh my God! But you just <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. So uh, 
So my buddies, uh, we kind of made this agreement and with my friends that I had in Austin and friends that I had uh, in, in my hometown area. And we did shifts for about a week where we would just do like, you know, whoever could stay during the week would stay during the week, eight hours. And we'd stay for about six to eight hours per shift and just kind of rotate in line uh, until we could get a ticket. We did that for a week. That is that is insane. That is pretty crazy. That's so that's the most I do not have that kind of dedication anymore. So Yeah, no. Well, and now most of the time they won't even let you you can buy your ticket early. As long yeah. as you buy your ticket early, you can get there like an hour. And they stopped doing midnight showings now anyway. Hell, so they're doing reserve seating now. <laughs> they'll oh do reserve seating. They do they do uh ten o'clock shows here. So they do eight o'clock shows here. Yeah. They see, do so, eight and seven here. Yeah, and so I think it's to, they don't want to be there till two in the morning, you know. So not with four or five theaters booked up, twelve oh one, twelve oh two, twelve oh three, twelve oh four, you know. So, so that was mine. Well, I have, I don't know if it's like the, I, I can't think of crazy. But what? Like Stan, that could be a drastic word, a strong Stanley word. Came to Dallas one year, and, you know. Stanley, don't ever die, but I'm afraid that he's going to croak one day. <laughs> yeah. So I felt that I really needed to meet this guy. So instead of enjoying the convention that I went to, this was my second convention that I ever went to in my life. So instead of walking around and enjoying the convention, going to the showroom floor and all that, I stood in line to meet Mr. Stan Lee for seven hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds terrible. The line – so – what Dallas Fan Days decided to do was Stanley canceled on Sunday. He said he couldn't be there on Sunday. So people that just bought tickets for Sunday, they allowed to come Saturday so they can meet Stanley. And it caused a mess. And I don't know. Did you go to that convention, Stacy, that year? I don't think I did. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I did or not. But the I know line I didn't for go Stanley was just Stanley. ridiculous ridiculous and you know Paul and I we, we stood in line and what we did was we took turns I would sit there and wait and let him run upstairs and go meet Adam West yeah. <laughs> then he come back down I ran upstairs real fast and met Jeremy Bullock <laughs> took a pic- nice. quick picture with him I was like okay I think the line's moving go back down and found out the line only moved like a space so <laughs> yeah I mean it was it was it was probably more like six and a half hours but I mean it was it was just oh a God. long freaking time that we just were waiting there waiting to meet Stanley. Um, yeah, and that was my com- that was my complete convention experience for that day. Oh my <laughs> so god! The other thing was not really a crazy thing, but it was kind of an awesome thing that happened. Was for my birthday in two thousand five. Uh, one of my friends who was a manager at the cinema, she knew I was like obsessed with Star Wars and that I wanted to see Star Wars and Episode three was coming out. Um, so she for my birthday as a birthday gift allowed me to watch the movie two days before the movie came out and I was in this entire cinema by myself (laughs) that is cool watching the movie that is awesome and then when I you know I got back home that night and I'm like dude episode three was amazing but I can't tell you about it you know it's just (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah it was just that was pretty epic that's really cool that is a cool that's a pretty cool story Katie Oh God! Um, Incriminate yourself. I feel like okay. So maybe there's like three things I can think of. 
three. You're over here having okay. a hard time thinking of one, and now you get three. No, I have three. Okay, so the first one is is that I bought. I went online to because I really wanted to be the proud owner of the British version of the Harry Potter books, and the publisher would not sell them or ship them to the United States. They just hate Americans. No, they wouldn't. So I actually had to go and purchase them from Amazon Canada. Oh, wow. So I went out of my way to purchase a set of books. <laughs> I, bought, I, I bought a box set paperback of all of the first six, because seven wasn't out yet, of the first six of the children's version cover, like the okay. Scholastic cover, because they have different yeah. covers in in the UK. They have like adult and children, and I bought the children's version. And then I pre-ordered book seven. Nice. So I have all of the British ones except six are paperback. One is hardback, which is always frustrating to me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, number two. Did you have to go to Canada? To no, do I did not have to go to Canada. Thank God. I they shipped them to my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two is also Harry Potter related. Um, I went when they were going to release book seven. I was going to go to the midnight book release of seven. So I had to go to Barnes and Noble to get my wristband and then I ended up being like late to work. Nice. <laughs> totally worth it cuz I was 27th to get my book at my Barnes and Noble. <laughs> um and number the 3. Third, third one you guys are totally going to judge me for it's so bad. No. So it's the one and only time that I've been to Comic-Con like inside. My sister and I got tickets for one day when you when it was First super of all, easy. I think we're all jealous right yeah. now. Yes, but when you hear my reason for going, you might not be that jealous. Yeah, we'll be judgmental here in a second. <laughs> yeah. um, so Take it all back. <laughs> oh, no. uh, we bought tickets. This is back when you could like purchase tickets easy. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to you don't have to get on a through. waiting list in February. No. It was like 2008, I believe, is when we went. Glory days. Yes. So my sister and I bought tickets. We went down to San Diego. We got a hotel room because my dad was working down there. So we stayed with my dad. Um, and we went to the convention. And the whole reason that we went to the convention is because Comic-Con was hosting a Twilight panel. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know. So we went and stood in line. We did not have to sleep outside. So at least it's not that bad. Yeah. Okay. We went out. We got but in line. But would if they had to. No, hell no. I, I, no. <laughs> no. Oh, you know what? That just makes my Harry Potter ones totally lame since I totally slept outside to go for the opening day of Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I didn't. See, that's like not that. even on the list either. No, that one wasn't even on the list. I didn't think about that till right now. <laughs> she did that like recently. That was yeah. Amazing. That was. That's what she faithful. knew better. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, we waited outside. Pretty much all day so that we could get into the panel. We got in just as the panel for the movie Push with Chris Evans was leaving. Great movie. Fantastic yeah. movie. Um, but I did get to see the first trailer for um, X-Men Origins Wolverine. So the first Wolverine movie because Hugh Jackman showed up. Not the And showed his trailer for that movie. And then I sat through the Twilight panel, which was incredibly difficult because every time the camera so much is glanced at Robert Pattinson, he like glistened. Th 
<laughs> people would scream. No, it, they would start screaming, and you can't hear anything in that room because there's like thousands of people in there. I and wonder all of them. how much that just exasperated him because he's an, he, he's an intelligent person. So he hates it. Yeah, nobody hates Twilight more than Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't think of anybody that may have distanced themselves more. Yeah, he hates it because he he thinks his character was creepy and crazy. Um, oh, yeah, well, like was. 150 years old, taking yeah, up with a teenager. And, and creeping into her bedroom and whatnot. I mean... A little overprotective, a little, uh, yeah, a little, little too much. I think that one and adding would be the way sleeping outside for the grand opening of Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Hollywood are probably the two most... But I think this, if, if there was a judgment-free zone, you are in it. So I don't think... It because if I if I continue to think, I'm sure that there's something else uh, that I did or have done or would do. I mean, I don't regret the whole Twilight thing because I liked Twilight. I went to the yeah exactly and stuff. I liked it. It was something that my mom, myself, and my sister all sh- and my sisters all shared together. So I don't regret that. I mean, it's not the best series on the planet, and it spawned three additional <laughs> books that aren't that great either. Oh, but, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fanfiction. Ah, that makes sense. You know what? That makes sense, and it's the same demographic almost. It is. Almost it's exactly the same. The same. It's, it's like aimed at the same people. They're just older now. Now they're adults, and they can have adult themes. Yes. All the things that they wouldn't do in the in the first series. Yes. Now, now you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does makes it sense. count like makes if you sense. spend an entire paycheck on toys, and then you try to figure out the rest of like two weeks how you're going to survive? <laughs> yes. Yes, and you've done that. Yeah, I've done that numerous times, actually. <laughs> yes, you have. You didn't learn the first time. See, again, no. absolutely. Well, yes. I go to another state to go to a convention, so I do do that every year. Well, there's a, there. I mean, in your state, there's probably plenty of them, but where I am, there's only one city that has a convention. Everyone else, you'd have to leave the state. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he drives down to... here once a year to go to Dallas. Yeah, I, I go to you Dallas. Know, I don't. I don't judge you. I once flew to te- to Dallas, Texas, to go to a concert. Okay. Yeah. I've done I that. I flew to California to to go to a concert. So there's that too. Yeah. See. So. Grateful Dead. Mine was not that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I rather it had been Grateful Dead. <laughs> it was Robert Pattinson. It wasn't even that exciting either. Oh my gosh! It's for a it was for a charity concert, but the band that was headlining the charity concert doesn't exist anymore. Oh well, there are many good bands that don't, but I like that you haven't told us yet, which means it's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, out of everything with that band, it gave me my friends that I met outside of Disneyland. So, and I'm still friends with those people today. So, without that band, I never would have met those people. Well, see, there's a glass half full. Yeah, so there is a silver lining to Does all yeah. the money that that band got from me. Does it count if you play sick for an entire week of work so you could play Final Fantasy VIII? I oh, my that, God. I think that is excessive <laughs> but acceptable, 100%. Oh um, that was something that, that uh, I definitely was going to touch on, too, but I thought kind of leaned too much into a category that Katie could not add. To. I stayed up all night reading books. Like well, I, when I got book seven, I stayed up all night. This is how bad it was for me with Harry Potter. Uh, the last book uh, that came out, I had I had it on hardback, but I left it at home. And I worked. This is when I was teaching at a community college, and I left it forty minutes home. I left it forty minutes away at home, 
So I had to go buy. I bought another one to finish the last chapter. I don't. I don't blame you. And I read it while I was driving home. Oh my god! I blame you for that. But that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> Temple of Geek does not condone reading and driving. No reading. No reading and driving. That is terrible. Reading and driving is bad. That's Please, worse kids, than put your books away. Driving. <laughs> it's like, worse, but it's better somehow. Somehow it's, it's better. Pre-texting while driving, except you're reading a book. It's like, I mean, if there's anything you could be doing while you're driving, that's like, you know, enriching. Harry it's Potter reading. behind the wheel. Harry Potter, yeah. Murderer. Yeah. They'll pull uh, it all off the shelves now. You're going to huff okay. a puff into a ditch somewhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm raving Clossum, okay? So just talk. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Here. And that wraps up this episode of Temple of Geek Podcast. I want to thank my panel for joining me this week. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templateofgeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at Please head over to iTunes and sit here and rate our show. Until next time, peace. We out. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash templeofgeek. And remember to visit the templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.